Good evening, men and women of God. We're going to come from Genesis 3, 1 to 6. So again, that's Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. The serpent was the shrewdest, meaning cunning, of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Amen. So I have had the question asked of me before. When I get to heaven, who do I want to see? And so that brings me to the title of my message, which is, Wait Until I Find Eve. Yes, wait until I find Eve. Because when I find Eve, I'm going to walk up to her and I'm going to say, Eve, come here right now, ma'am. And what I'm going to do is hug her. Eve has gotten so much slack over what she did everybody's mad at Eve. How would you feel if you did something so life-changing, if your actions affected the whole world, better yet, a whole gender? Eve has been gone for a very long time, and even non-believers may not know every story in the Bible, but they know what Eve did. They had That had to be heavy on her after everything was said and done. So yes, I would definitely give her a big hug, and show her some sympathy. I could not find it um, in the Bible where it says how long it took her to eat that fruit. It could have been days, weeks, months, or years. But the question I have is, how long would it have taken you to eat that fruit? Now, we probably would have tried to rationalize it, and say, well, maybe that fruit isn't that bad, or maybe we misunderstood God when he said not to eat this fruit. Or some may even say that that serpent sure is nice. Or maybe he didn't mean to eat it in the month of April. We would have found some kind of way to do it our way. Um, We can all say what we would have done or would not have done, but how do you know? We all have made decisions that cost us everything. Um, We have all made decisions that have hurt our families, that have hurt others, hurt us. We've made decisions that are now still affecting us. So again, how long would it have taken you to eat that fruit? Don't judge anybody else's sin or temptation. All right, so let me ask you this. How many times did your dad tell you that that guy was not good for you? 
but you dated him anyway? Or how many times did your friend tell you that that other friend that you associate with was not a friend at all, but you still hung out with them and then they betrayed you? Or how many times did your parents tell you to stop hanging out with that person and now you have a record? We have all done something that we should not have done. We have all disobeyed, let people down. We have all done something that was not pleasing to God. We have all messed up. We have all gone off course. But God is good with taking the messed up things, messed up situations, and doing something great. Now, when you're when you think you're messed up and broken, ruined, no good, not good enough, not worthy, too old, not educated enough, run to God. He can definitely do something good with you. You are favored by the Lord. Um, now, after Eve ate that fruit, she could have gave up and decided that she messed up so bad that there was nothing left for her to accomplish and that God was too angry with her. Um, she could have stayed in her tent. I'm guessing that's what they stayed in. But she could have stayed in there all day and all night, got depressed, but she didn't. Um, also, God wasn't done with her. He could have simply said, I'm going to do away with her, make another Eve, start over. But no, he did not because he could still use her. I'm sure when she had her first child, he did not turn and look the other way. I'm sure in some kind of way he assisted them. She went on to be known as the mother of all life. See, our God is merciful. God can still use you. God can do great things in your life. God can turn bad decisions, mistakes, failures, mess ups, whatever it is, even other people's opinions about you, whatever it is, God can turn things around. See, listen, God sees the finished picture when he made you. So he knows the beginning to the end. He knows what he has before him. You may think that you're a hot mess, but God sees something great. And yes, you may have messed up. You may have done wrong. You may have disobeyed. But that does not mean that God cannot still use you, that he cannot shape you and mold you to be who he called you to be. He will do it. He is God that makes all things new. So let's talk about David for a hot second. He was anointed as king, but still had to go back into the field to mess around with the sheep. And just because he went back to the field with the sheep does not mean he was not anointed anymore and that God was not going to use him. So also, let's talk about Mephibosheth. So we have King Saul who has a son named Jonathan, and Jonathan had a son named Mephibosheth. David, who was king now, he and Jonathan were like best friends. So it says in 2 Samuel 9, um, 2 Samuel chapter 9, verses 1 to 8, it says, One day David asked, Is anyone in Saul's family still alive? Anyone to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake. He summoned a man named Ziba, who had been one of Saul's servants, 
Are you Zebo? the king asked. Yes, I am, Zebo replied. The king then asked, um, Is there anyone still alive from Saul's family? If so, I want to show kindness to him. Zebo replied, Yes, one of Jonathan's sons is still alive. He is crippled in both feet. Where is he? The king said. In Lodabar, Zeba told him, at the home of Maker, son of Amiel. So David sent for him and brought him from Maker's house. His name was Mephibosheth. He was Jonathan's son and Saul's grandson. When he came to David, he bowed low to the ground in deep respect. David said, Greetings, Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth replied, I am your servant. Don't be afraid, David said. I intend, I intend to show kindness to you because of my promise to your father Jonathan. I will give you all the property that once belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will eat here with me at the king's table. Mephibosheth bowed respectfully and exclaimed, Who is your servant that you should show such kindness to a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Saul's servant Ziba and said, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and servants are to farm the land for him to produce food for your master's household. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, will eat here at my table. Now, did you hear what he called himself? He called himself a dog and not just a dog, a dead dog. You must think mighty low about yourself to call yourself a dead dog. But God raised the dead before, and he can do it again. And don't think that you are so far gone either. Um, God shows kindness and mercy, and just because something happened does not mean that God cannot fix it. David said to him, you can eat at my table, meaning he has a seat at the table no matter what, and nothing can change that. So, Let's imagine Mephibosheth. So when you see him eating at the table, you see a guy eating at the table, feeling good about things because he has been granted a seat at the king's table. Everything looks real good, but let's look under the table. See, nobody wants to look under the table because if you look under the table, we will see his crippled legs. We will see your mistakes. We will see your flaws, your sins your dark desires. We will see all the men you've slept with. We will see that alcohol bottle. We may see um, your, your, your credit card debt. We may even see your nasty attitude. But let's look back at the top of the table and we see a prince, a queen, an evangelist, a person trying to make it, a strong person, a loving mother, a loving daughter, a healed person, a delivered person, a man that takes care of all his children, uh, a person that will give anyone the shirt off their back. You're a person loved by God. God sees the potential in you. David um, was always being chased by Saul, um, and this was his this was his grandson. So back in those days when the king died um, and there was someone left in their household, they would kill them to keep them from taking back the kingdom or getting revenge, but he got away. So when David came looking for him, he had to, he had to be afraid. So 
you know, because he was probably thinking that David was looking for him to kill him. But you know what David did? He told him that he could eat at his table um, and he gave him land. He gave him servants to help him. And the thing about this story is Mephibosheth did nothing. Like he didn't do anything wrong. It was his nanny that dropped him while they were fleeing after his granddad, Saul, and his dad, Jonathan, died in battle. David went looking for someone he could show kindness to. And see, God can still come looking for you. And God will come looking for you. He will leave the 99 just to come and find little old you. And he'll restore you to something great. And just because you messed up or made a wrong decision does not count you out. And just like this story, he did nothing wrong. And for you, you may have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. But that's still okay because God will work it out for you. There is hope. Do not allow the enemy to keep you bound in your mistakes, in your mess ups, your failures, in your regrets, in your guilt, your shame, your wrong moves. Don't let him keep you bound in that place because there is something more for you. There is something great for you. God uses messed up things and messed up situations. And no matter what, God still wants you. He still accepts you. He still loves you. He still can use you. He, he does hear your prayers. He does see every tear that falls from your face. He does care about what is happening to you, and it matters. Stop calling yourself a dead dog. See, you see, when Mephibosheth called himself a dead dog, David didn't even respond. He turned right to Ziba and said, Now you and your people are going to work for him. God will make your enemies work for you. Stop calling yourself a loser. Stop saying that you've missed it. Stop trying to get God to agree with you. Stop saying that God has no use for you. Stop trying to convince God that when he made you, he made a mistake. He made you on purpose and with purpose. Favor is on your life. God can set you free and he can restore God can rebuild your life. You are not crazy. It is not going to end like this. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 7 and 8 says, better is the end of a thing. And one more thing. We're going to go into a, a quick, a different direction real quick. So <clears throat> after being cut from his high school basketball team, he went home. He locked himself in his room and he cried. This was Michael Jordan. Now, this next person could not speak until he was four years old. And his teachers even said that he would never amount to much. This was Albert Einstein. This individual was demoted from her job as a news anchor because she was told that she was not fit for television. That was Oprah Winfrey. And this next person was fired from a newspaper saying that they lacked imagination and did not have original ideas. This person was Walt Disney. The next person, their first book was rejected by 27 publishers. This person was Dr. Seuss. Okay, so that is a good, good examples of people who have failed or thought they failed or been rejected, but they picked their self back up. 
okay? So don't give up. You owe it to yourself to not give up. You are worth not giving up on. God did not give up. He did not give up on you, and Jesus did not stop. He thought you were worth saving, so get up, dust yourself off, and get moving. The term, you made your bed, now lie in it. Now, I don't remember God saying that, but you are not disqualified. It's not over for you. He is more than willing to give you another chance and get you back on track. Do not beat yourself up because even that will derail you. Move forward. Even like even if right now you feel like you're doing the right thing and none of this pertains to you. Well, when you do find yourself in this situation, ask God for forgiveness and move forward. The Apostle Paul says to forget those things that are behind and reach forward to those things that are ahead. Get up one more time. Start over one more time. And see, Peter denied Jesus three times, but he put that behind him and had a powerful ministry. And he preached a sermon where 3,000 people were saved. Everyone knows Jonah who refused to obey God and was swallowed by a big fish. But afterwards, he asked for forgiveness and preached to Nineveh, where he, where, where a great revival um, with, took place and all the people believed. The enemy will have you to believe that it's too late or you blew it. Um, but remember, he is a liar. He, he wants you to get off track and to stay that way. He is here to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. And so I am telling you to get back on track. It is okay. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says, For God's gifts and his calling can never be withdrawn. So get up, begin again. Do you know how many people worry about what others think? Or how many people stop dreaming or let their mess ups keep them stuck that they feel like they're just existing? God wants you to move forward and and what he has for you. God can fix anything, whether you got yourself in it or not. It is not too late. God is a God of second chances and he cares. A lot of people can tell you, even for myself, that we have all not been in a good place, you know, but God finds us where we are. He wants us where we are. You do not have to get yourself together. You don't have to know all these fancy words in the Bible. You don't have to be a a super faster. God will take you where you are. He can use you where you are. So come to God where you are. You don't have to get yourself together before you can come to him. And yes, you may have messed up and that's okay. But again, he is a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, many, many chances. Just repent. Ask for forgiveness and begin again. So I hope that 
this message um was able to you know you can relate to it in some kind of way um that it touches you in some kind of way because again we've all been there to where we felt we messed up but just don't be stuck there dust yourself off get up and begin again so again um thank you for listening and i just pray that if you are one that feels like you've messed up so bad and god cannot use you i'm here to tell you that that's not true repent ask for forgiveness and he will do it he will forgive you he will put you back on track it's not too late for you so have a good night Amen.